Welcome to GoodBuddy's Market Pulse update for 6th December. Every Monday, we provide a concise overview of the key themes driving financial markets. We're joined today by Chief Investment Officer Bernard Swords. Good morning, Bernard. Good morning. I suppose we should have to start with uh, Fed Chair Powell's comments to Congress last week uh, on, on US inflation and, and a potential acceleration of tapering. Mm. Can you just explain exactly what he said and, and the impact on markets? Um, yes, it was the major talking point as it turned out last week. Um, what he said was that at the next FOMC meeting, which is this month, um, they will have to discuss the possibility of a faster rate of tapering than the, than had been sort of thought about up to now. <clears throat> um, so that's looking at probably QE ending sometime in March next year, something like that. Um, so that was one factor, but that, that had been discussed a lot by other FOMC members anyway. Um, so it was that wouldn't have been the, the the big shock of it. Probably the bigger pivot came from when he upped inflation on the agenda. That was probably the bigger uh, surprise from him. Um, and I guess that could be partly driven by the White House has named inflation as an objective. About two weeks ago, President Biden came out and said inflation, tackling inflation, was one of his main priorities. Uh, so that's fed through into uh, into the Fed. So the result of it was last week we saw um, a reasonable increase in interest rate expectations through the week. If you take the interest rate markets, what they're saying at the moment, and they can change their mind, it's just what they're saying at the moment, uh, that we'd have the first hike uh, in the first half of next year, probably May is where they're putting so over half, uh, a greater than 50% probability that we'll have a, uh, the first rate hike by the middle of next year. So that's that's been one, a big change from the Fed and a big change in the interest rate markets. I think there was one very encouraging thing that happened last week. Um, one thing that we've always been nervous about was we can be confident about the growth side of the economy, but the growth side means interest rate means normalization monetary policy when that starts happening how are markets going to behave are we going to have an interest rate scare and the bond market has a hissy fit so last week and we've had little bits of it we had an episode of it in uh, September so we can see what can happen but last week when we had this you know reasonable move in interest rate expectations actually longer data fixed income yields fell through the week and that's both in the US and in the euro area short term rates are higher you know, there's a bit of pain in the short end of the market. But the longer one, which is the one that determines the asset valuations and in other asset classes, uh, they actually fell. So we actually, in, in a way, took a bit of encouragement from that because we have said, yes, bond yields are too low. They, they need to rise through this cycle as the growth momentum rises. But will it will be done in an orderly manner. And I guess last week sort of says, yeah, bond yields are probably too low. But it's going to be an orderly move up in bond yields. So I think that was a very encouraging thing from the market's reaction to what what Fed uh, Chair Powell said. Now, you can change those expectations. That's not set in stone what will happen. Okay. And and what about this new variant, Omicron, which we have, I suppose, in the background? Mm. And does it potentially spread some some dislocation in in the global economy? Yeah, I, I suppose if we look at the bond market reaction last week, that could be an element of it, that they're looking at variant sort of causing dislocation, causing a slowdown. At the same time, interest rates would be rising and perhaps that's why bond yields were better. All the indications, now we're still very early into this variant, but all the indications are it is unlikely to cause 
much of a disruption. I'm sure it will cause some, but it's not looking like it has the same impact as the Delta variant in terms of its impact on people. Uh, and if we take the Delta variant, let us call that the playbook, what happened when the Delta variant came along, like we did have the, you know, a reasonable level of disruption in the US economy, not so much in the euro area. Uh, we're probably going, getting a bit of it now. But again, the, the playbook is saying that it's short and it's not very significant. So I'd say that's kind of why markets kind of looking through this variant that we've had one already. And really, the best thing was just stick with your long-term plan. If you believe in, in a, an expanding cycle, this is not going to cause a long-term change to those expectations, and therefore you stick with your plan. Okay, Bernard. And then I suppose, uh, finally, just on our on our outlook and, and taken all together, does this change anything uh, in terms of the outlook that, that you presented last week? Not especially. Uh, well, not at all, actually, <laughs> for the end point. I'd say you know, what it means is a little bit more turbulence in the short term, and that probably come from the COVID news rather than from the interest rate news. If I think about where we're positioning for the long term, the reaction of the fixed income markets last week actually gives you greater comfort that an interest rate scare won't cause major disruptions uh, around financial markets, that actually they'll be handled quite well. So yeah, it, it's very much stick with, with the plan that we had last week and we outlined in our outlook. Yeah, if anything, more encouragement about the long-term uh, appropriateness of that policy. Very good. Well, thank you, Bernard, for that. That concludes this week's episode of Market Pulse. For further news and analysis on markets, financial planning and investments, please go to goodbody.ie forward slash insights.